And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, Jesus referenced David eating the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for him to eat. He wasn't even the king yet. But in that situation, the circumstance helped dictate the actions. By the way, David lied to Ahimelech, the priest, about it, but there was no condemnation of David's actions. The purpose of the law is to help people, not restrict them. But Jesus carried much greater weight than the intersection of law and actions. He was above the law because he was, is, and always will be greater than the law. He is the Lord over the fourth and every commandment. Next, we are not all the same. Unity does not consist of conformity regarding how God made each of us. Separate fingerprints, eye prints, DNA structures make it clear that we're similar, but we have differences. Individuality is great and ordained by God. Hezekiah was himself. That was the key. But there's a few things that we have in connection or in concert with one another. And in this, we should all be like Hezekiah. He held fast. He did not turn. And he followed the commandments of God. And finally, the right scroll at the right time. Have you ever asked God a question? And then, after asking him, you get an answer from the Lord, either by the Holy Spirit or directly through his word. Yep, that's happened to 10,000s of us multiple times. That's the DAP, the Dynamic Application Principle. And it's when God speaks to us in a moment, but only for a moment. It's not a license to use Scripture, for example, however we want to use it, but it is a license to hear Him and draw closer to Him through the Holy Spirit and through His Word. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanity. <laughs> wow. And oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, live, 214-210-8483. We have no idea if that's going to cost you anything, but it probably won't, because typically it doesn't. But we're just saying, we don't know. But if you want to text, text, hey, it's fine. It's fine. You can text whenever you want. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. Now, that's a special number. Yeah. 
Sure is. You call 972-445-0770. Something unique happens because you end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what it's like talking to Captain Chris. Once you call 972-445-0770, you talk to, to Captain Chris. That's like coming home from the gym. Like, yeah, I'm done. And then you will be... It's always better to come home from the gym than to go to the gym, right? Absolutely. Okay, so there you go. Uh, here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, a question, an opinion, a comment. you got something going on, and you're like going, I want to talk to somebody about this, or I just need to rattle it around, or I just need to hear, or I just need to know, or I've got to ask somebody to pray with me about this, or I need to share this because it's such a blessing. Oh, we want you to use all of that with this show. The idea is to encourage one another daily as we see the return of the Lord getting closer and closer. Take a look outside. It's a lot closer today than it was yesterday and so much closer than it was like three, four years ago. It's like incredible, right? You're looking at it going, is this really going this fast? Yes. Isn't it amazing? And we also do this one other thing that's kind of fun. We do Bible trivia. Who said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call in as soon as I pull up the number. That would be 972-445-0770. If you want to call in, it's 214-210-8483. If you would like to text in, and it's also david at he must increase.org if you would like to email in. I guess you email in, right? Is that the way that goes? Something like that. All right. Uh, bottom line, just a couple of quickie updates to make sure everybody knows what's going on. Uh, I will tell you this for the first time. I'll be very careful how I'm going to tell you, but I am telling you ahead of time so you'll hear more and more and more and more and more about this. Uh, one, we're going to be doing some different style teaching coming up in the next couple weeks. I'm going to be talking about the cult experience I had in a church. So that's just I've got to prepare myself for that because it's not a matter of, you know, crying or getting emotional. It's a matter of keeping everything consistent, like point after point after point, because it was very deep and very affecting. So I'm just telling you that now. The other thing I want to tell you is, and I'm going to say this for the first time, my son Joshua is going to be starting a new business, and our ministry will be a beneficiary of this business. But in order to be the beneficiary of this new business, we'll have to promote his business a little bit, which is like, okay. (laughs) So we'll talk about what that is. I'll give you an idea. He's got this whole new – it's not a new business model that nobody else has ever heard of, but it's a completely different approach, even though a lot of people say, what about this one? Just relax. This is a very live, interactive, intuitive website build that he is not charging any fees for in an initial basis, just a monthly basis, and under 60 bucks a month. So that's not bad. We'll we'll get into what that's going to be as that comes along. I'll share with you down the road. In the meantime, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. appreciate you asking. I actually got a, a grade back, so I submitted a paper a little early, got the grade back, and I am one paper away. <laughs> this is a one paper away from then doing my oral defense, which is two weeks from Thursday, and that's when you can sit, no longer call me a der, but start calling me a der-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-er-
So. It'd be Dr. David Spoon. Yeah, but I don't know if I like that. And Noel said, "Yeah, not a chance." And then my kids all laughed at me. So I <laughs> don't think how I don't know how that's going to work out yet. So uh, like you can probably call me Dr. D <laughs> or something. I don't know. Whatever you like. You if can I just get call sick, me. can I call you? Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. All right. I'm going to bail on the doctor thing now and just ask you about the trivia question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you? Jesus. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Excellent job. Excellent job. Yeah, that's right. That was funny, Gary. That's so funny. I will keep you posted, and I will keep praying for you. I know you're praying for us and everybody in the audience, and we're going to keep praying for you as well. Okay. All right. Thank you, my brother. All right, God bless. Okay. All right, so I told you about that. I told you about that. We prayed for the U.S. We prayed for the blessing of the audience. Hey, I'm just making sure everybody knows what's going on. So two weeks from Thursday. Yes, I'm feeling more pressure, in case you're wondering. People are like, are you nervous? I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to take nine years and do it in 60 minutes. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So that's a little bit of a concern since I like to talk. All right, let's go into this. This is Luke chapter 6, verse 4 through 5. It says, but I say unto you. I like it when Jesus does stuff like this. But I say unto you. You know what? I got a different take on that. I love that, that part of it. Uh, he entered the house of uh, Jesus made reference to King David. How he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence. That's a capital P for those that don't know. Which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Here's the thing about David and eating the bread of the presence. First of all, he wasn't the king. You could have gotten away with it saying it was it was king business or the king. You, you, not that he was a, the king was a priest, just that he had that royal authority. But that David wasn't. He was just a soldier. Number two, he ate bread that was supposed to be just for the priests based on the ceremonial law. Not on the moral law, on the ceremonial law. When Jesus says he brings an end to the law, people are thinking, oh, he brought the end to the law, he brought the end to the law. Stop, 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 stop. There is a social law, there is a, that's the civil law, there is a moral law, and there is a ceremonial law. Jesus brought an end to the ceremonial. He didn't bring an end to the morality law because it's 10 times harder now than it was before. If you look at a woman and lust, you're guilty. Boom. That's much worse than it was. That's the morality law. But in the ceremonial law, Jesus is like, okay, you guys are upset because somebody got healed on the Sabbath. And so you're all like freaked out about the ceremony part of things. And it's amazing because even David went in and ate the bread. He wasn't supposed to eat. Why is that guy eating that? He's not supposed to eat that. And it was so he could be sustained for the journey he was going to take because he was, what? Running for his life. And what did he do? He lied to the priest. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So I'm on urgent business for the king. Well, what business is that, Dave? Running for my life so he doesn't cut my head off. I mean, that was the business. People are like, oh, justify this, that. He he lied. Get over it. And Jesus said, look, the purpose of the law, specifically the ceremonial law, was to help people. And then Jesus drops it. 
He said to them, the Son of Man, referring to himself, which refers to himself in Luke more than any other gospel, is Lord of the Sabbath. That is the nicest way for Jesus to say, okay, there are ten commandments. I'm telling you now, I'm in charge of all of them, and the fourth one, because what I have to say is more important. So Jesus said he is Lord of the Sabbath. Lord is master. Its application from Holy Writ to the traditions connected to it are all the laws are under the submission to the Messiah. And that's what Jesus said. Nothing that is said is more important than what I tell you. What? <laughs> what? He got rid of the ceremonial law, made the moral law, Ten times harder. Jesus in charge, period. Get it? Okay, not Charles in charge. Jesus in charge. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. If you think that was fun, wait till you hear the next thing we're going to talk about. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, 
Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes hallelujah. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your trivia question. Who wrote? We do not, besides the Holy Spirit, we already know that. Who wrote? We do not wage war as the world does. Who wrote that? Ooh, good one. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at he must org. Who wrote... Okay, let me see if I can get that right. Who wrote, we do not wage war as the world does? Mm-hmm. If you think you know that answer, reach out to us and let us know. In the meantime, I have a joke. It's funny, but it's only funny if I don't ruin it. So, <clears throat> 50-50. That's all I'm going to say on this one, Okay. You gotta follow the whole thing though. If you miss any part of this, you'll you won't get it. Okay, that, I'm just I'm telling you up ahead of time. Recently, a large seminar was held for ministers in training. Among the guests were many well-known motivational speakers. One such boldly approached the pulpit and gathered the entire crowd's attention, saying. The best years of my life were spent in the arms of a woman that wasn't my wife. (gasps) The crowd was shocked. He followed up by saying, and that, of course, was my mother. (laughs) So the crowd burst into laughter, and he gave his speech, and it went well, and everything was fine. About a week later, one of the assistant ministers who had attended the seminar decided to use that joke in what was his first sermon to the congregation, and he shyly approached the pulpit one Sunday. He tried to rehearse the joke in his head. He was notably very nervous, and getting to the microphone, he said loudly, the greatest years of my life were spent in the arms of another woman that was not my wife. His congregation was completely shocked, and after standing there for almost 10 seconds, the pastor finally blurted out, And I can't remember who she was. (laughs) That's a little funny. (laughs) That's not bad. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Who wrote in the New Testament? (laughs) Okay, it's a joke, people. Who wrote in the New Testament, we do not wage war as the world does? Who wrote that? If you think you know the answer, you want to reach out to us at 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at he must org. Right? We're all good there? Covering most everything, right? I think I've got everybody up to date on most everything. As you guys know, my school time is tightening. 
Uh, so I could use prayer, a little bit of spiritual warfare, not a ton, but enough for me to notice. That's a little abnormal stuff like that. Uh, let's go into this thing on Hezekiah. I want to try and show something that was <clears throat> it, that's kind of unique, but if but if I make a mistake, I apologize. Apologizing before because it's a teaching and not a joke. Here we go. <laughs> Ready? All right. Second Kings eighteen five. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Not one of the kings of Judah was like him, either before him or after him. Okay. Uh, you can come up with a lot of stuff uh, from a theological point of view, but there was not one king that was like him before Hezekiah or after Hezekiah. Hezekiah was unique. He was individual. He was who he was created to be. Not one was like him. It's not that he was better than King David. Nobody said that. But he was different. And nobody was like him. And I want you to catch first and foremost that individuality is great with the Lord. When we are in unity, unity does not require conformity. And I think there's a mistake when we try to say that. In other words, if you have 12 tribes in Israel and one nation of Israel, 12 tribes, and you got the Levites as one tribe, you got three of the tribes in front, three of the tribes in the back, three of the tribes on the left, three of the tribes on the right. In the middle is uh, is the going to be the Levites working all of their material as, as they're protecting the temple, I'm sorry, the Ark of the Lord. And the idea behind this is that everybody's kind of in a little bit of a different location, kind of seeing a little bit things a little bit differently. Certainly the people that were in the front saw things differently than the people in the back. And the idea behind that is that that individuality, that cultural, that different element is fine. Nobody was, there was no problem there. That individuality was fantastic. And in fact, why do you think you have individual fingerprints? That's not the, the, the unity part. The unity part is that everybody has fingerprints. The individuality part is that everybody has different fingerprints. You see, there's one way in. And that is through Jesus Christ. But once you are in, the, the church is pretty wide in and of itself. So the individuality part is great. And you have unique features and talents and gifts and coordinations that are gifted from God. And you should celebrate them. They're not to be used to think you're better than other people. They're not to be used as some kind of trophy they're used as a blessing from God to you. They fit who you are. That's how God designed you. Awesome. But there's some things that we should hold in common, and that's the very next verse. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. Not one of the kings of Judah was like him, either before him or after him. Not one. Individuality, great with God, ordained with God. That's why we have different eye prints, different all this, different all that. But 2 Kings 18.6 says he held fast to the Lord and did not turn from following him, but kept the commandments the Lord had commanded Moses. In this way, we can be united. Even though we have individual elements, when it comes to our engagement with God, we need to hold on, don't go off the divine path, and walk in the word. That's not conformity. That's what all of us need to do to stay connected to the Lord. And so what happens is I think sometimes unity and conformity get a little bit mixed up in the conversation. We all have individual graces and gifts. Each part does what it is supposed to do to help nourish the body. 
But this is all about Jesus Christ being the head. And that's where the unity part comes in. So what, what is typically said, or what is often said, is that in, in essentials, there is unity. In non-essentials, there's diversity. There's this ability to have different, you know, you know, I think it should be this way. I think eschatology should be this way. That's not, a, that's not an essential. But in all things, there should be charity. In everything, there should be a, a form of love and a process of love. Why I'm saying this is because you have your individual gravitationals that you like, that you connect to in the church. Isn't it amazing? There's a place in the church for you. God knew that ahead of time, prepared a place for you. And there's other people that don't see it that way or don't like to fellowship that way, and they want to do it differently. And then a wonderful God has provided a place for them in the body of Christ. But as brothers and sisters, it's one family. I can make this illustration super clear in this one statement right here. In 25570 Catalina Drive in Southfield, Michigan, 48075, <laughs> just to give you the exacts, I grew up with a brother and a sister. I was the baby. Guess what we all liked? The television. We all, our folks were television oriented. They bought one of those TVs that had a, a record player on one side and the FM AM stereo on the other side. We loved it. Guess what we did not share? Which shows we all liked? <laughs> what we did not share in was that we uh, all had different tastes. I liked watching Kimba the White Lion. Leave me alone. I watched I watched the banana splits. So what? I liked that stuff. Billy liked something more like the Partridge family. <laughs> okay. And my sister liked like dance bop whatever. <laughs> Who knows? It was terrible. Who cares? But we all loved the television. I'm trying to give you an illustration of the individuality and the unity and the nonconformity, except for when my mom and dad came in and took charge of everything, and we all had to watch the FBI on Sunday night with Ephraim Zimlis Jr. <laughs> and that was a requirement in the family, just so you can know. That was a little more conformity. All right, anyway, the idea behind it is celebrate your uniqueness. It's fantastic. You are who you are. God created you that way. It's wonderful. But that doesn't make you better. That makes you connected to other people. And the real connection in this is that we hold fast— we hold on, no matter what you hear or see. We don't go off the divine path, which is what Hezekiah illustrated, and we walk in the Word of God. That's just good advice on how to live your life. Okay? All right. Uh, we'll take our break. And oh, did they give the trivia? Did I not? We, did the, we didn't do the trivia? You're sitting there looking at me thinking. You're thinking. Paul! The answer was Paul! Paul was the one who did it. Paul was the one who wrote it. All right, I'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What else can I do but gladly serve him? Give myself back to him What is the David Spoon Experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny. In the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But 
The fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us, and that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around, right, just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset. And it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news. Because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We've come up for, with a new name for this day. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good name. What do you think? It's not bad. We now call it, because normally this would be Monday, but then it's Tuesday because we had the Monday holiday. So we're now calling this Moose Day. Do you like that? It's Moose. got a nice flow to it. Yeah, it's got a nice flow. Moose Day. You know, there's no blues on Moose Day. Okay, there you go. Uh, no, we didn't spend a lot of time coming up with that. Thank you. Here is your trivia question. Who predicted? Who predicted that a time would come? This is a prophet in the Old Testament, one of the major prophets. Who predicted that a time would come when people would no longer train for war. Which major prophet predicted or prophesied that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. 
We're also going to send you up to the website. There's a lot of things I can tell you. There's a lot of things I'm not going to tell you. Money, that's a good thing to tell you. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. A pie in the face. Exactly. Oh, I knew it. I'm getting so good at these. <laughs> okay. Uh, your trivia question. People are going, what goes on in that show right there? What, what happens? Uh, okay, here's your trivia question. <laughs> Who predicted that a time would come when the people would no longer train for war? It's one of the major prophets. You guys should know that. If you don't know it, it's okay. That's how you learn. Uh, I will say that Joanne and Cordelia have been spot on, first on every one, and doing an excellent job. Grow away to go, ladies. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. You can text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Uh, I think what we're going to do is we would normally do the history, but we're going to do DNA instead. Okay. Is that, do you mind? I don't know. Your show, Dave, kind of thing? I mean, I'll allow it. Okay. It's very nice of you. I just want to. Uh, DNA is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were the building blocks of what we were made of, but apparently that doesn't come off quite as well. So, anyhow, the bottom line to that then is our DNA is what we should be functioning in every day. We'll use that as a line. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily. And the reason that's important, not only because Jesus said when you pray, uh, you're supposed to say, give us our daily bread, which means daily. It's just that every day we need to connect with God in order to make it correctly in the world the way that God desires us to. You just can't be a Christian without Christ. There's just no point in trying. It's like so silly, right? People think they're a Christian when they do their things on their own. It's like, no, that's wrong, Okay got to be connected to Jesus. Draw closer to the Lord daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed. It'd be nice if all the people at least would get right the first message Jesus ever had, which you would think is an important one, which is repent. Anyway, or D and, and then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that there is a awareness. An awareness should be an. There is an awareness that God has a purpose for you. God didn't just make you because he was bored and just let them see what they do. Let's watch them on TV. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. It's important for us to be connected to him so that we can be operating that. Plus, it often, if not always, involves other people. I know we want it to all be about us, but it's not. And as God in his kindness Revealed to King David, he made him king of Israel for the sake of the people of Israel. That's why God does things. Get it? Okay. All right. Okay, so we covered that. We covered that. Now we're getting to this teaching. This is a cool teaching. Anything else? Oh, trivia one more time. Uh, uh, who predicted that a time would come when people would no longer train for war? Who predicted this time where the lion and the lamb could lay down? Who did that? 
If you think you know, 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then david at hemusincrease.org. Same prophet that talked about the lion and lamb. Here we go. Uh, right scroll, right time. That's what this is called. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through 17. He came to Nazareth and when he, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, which means he did it often, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, hint, hint, was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. A couple of things in this that are, I just love this, okay? Jesus was brought up in Nazareth, okay? That's why we call him Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, right? Dave from Detroit, you know, kind of thing. Although, that's where I was brought up. That's not where I live anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so, brought up in Lazarus. He's familiar with the area, okay? Familiar with the area. Familiar. He knows the territory, right? So we grew up. Hey, we used to go to that 7-Eleven. Okay, that kind of thing, okay? He's, uh, he, he, he goes to the synagogue. That is the custom. That was his custom. Jesus went to the synagogue. I mean, I don't know why people don't think he, of course he did. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, because that was the day you were supposed to go to the synagogue, and he stood up to read. They used to all stand to read the Word of God. There's nothing wrong with that, everything right with that. It's appropriate. It's appropriate to show respect to the Word of God. Churches that stand when they read, that's not, that's not legalistic. They're trying to honor God. It's legalistic if you only do it because everybody's telling you you have to do it. Then that's different, Okay. Everybody stands, respect for the word, right? So he was given him, right? The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. Right scroll, right moment. Now, what does that mean, right scroll, right moment? That means that Jesus was getting ready to announce his public ministry in which he was about to quote Isaiah— and talk about how that there was a proclamation of the empowerment of freedom coming for the people of God. They could have given him the scroll from Jeremiah. They could have given him the scroll from Daniel. They could have given him the scroll from Exodus. They gave him the scroll from Isaiah. He opens up the scroll and goes right to the spot. Have you ever had that happen where you're praying about something and you open up the Bible and then all of a sudden it's like there's something in the scripture that leaps off the page and it's like, like oh, I was just talking to God about that. I was just praying and look at the neon lights behind that thing, which there are no neon lights, but the Lord is showing you something and you're like, oh, that, that thing, that moment. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the right scroll at the right time. In other words, Jesus' presentation was coordinated by the movement of the Holy Spirit in his life. He cracks open the scroll, and bam, the very thing that needs to be read for the moment is there and available for him to just communicate and read. Not that he couldn't have quoted it, but the point is, in reading it, it gave it that much more enforcement and authority. And then... 
That's where he said this scripture is fulfilled in front of your eyes today. And the premise is that there are times where you are seeking something from the Lord, trying to get an answer, trying to get some kind of insight. And the Lord shows you in a moment in a scroll. You're just like, that's cool. So uh, I'm going to give you an example of something that happened to be super long time ago. Won't get into any of the details. A son of a very well-known minister uh, actually sold my mom her house. <laughs> he wasn't sure he was going into ministry then. <laughs> now he's just like, you know, lights out worldwide. Okay. So we uh, we talked, and then we were just kind of like I was just introducing myself because my mom just bought the house, and he told me who he was, and then he's like, you know, he said, uh, I'm trying to make this decision <clears throat> about certain things and so on and so forth, and I'm just getting – I just can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to do it. And I had just read – now watch this. The portion in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, where Paul said, I had no peace of mind, so I left. I just read it. So I said that to him, and he's like, ah! Oh! He goes, that's it right there, right? And I'm just sitting there going, what's it? Because <laughs> I'm not even that smart. The idea is that it can come through a person, come through different means, but it's the word of God at the moment. And you know it's the right thing and the right scripture. And for some reason at that second, it aligns the universe for you because you know it's God speaking to you. That makes sense. And you go, wow. Again, that's where I would go, wow, I'm in touch with the supernatural. I like that part. But the idea is God is speaking to you through that way. Isn't that great? All right, trivia. Okay. Although I gave the hint 19 times, who predicted that a time would come when people would no longer train for war, lion and the lamb, and we just did the whole text in Isaiah? The answer is Isaiah. That was the answer, Isaiah. There you go. Okay. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? For the president of Focus on the Family. When you got that position, I'm talking the initial moment that you knew you were getting that position. Were you thinking, 
What? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Given my background, I was going, no, no, no. In fact, I got home, said to my wife, Jean, this is what I've been asked today. And she looked at me and said, who would have thunk it? <laughs> that summed it up. That was that entire day. I was just like, oh, my goodness. My wife and I used to pray for the poor guy coming behind Dr. Dobson. <laughs> now you were praying for yourself. You didn't even know it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Does he have a sense of humor or what? That's great stuff. Excellent material and an excellent interview, Jim. I really appreciate it. Uh, you did a great job, and I just want to thank you from my whole heart just for all the work that you're doing, for the people that you're blessing, and for this project that you guys have been working on on Irreplaceable. Nice job. Thanks, David. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is your final trivia question. You have a 50-50 opportunity here because it's a true or false. True or false, in the Old Testament days, spies were usually sent out before starting a battle. True or false? There you go. Pretty straightforward, right? Not much there. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase dot org. Because we didn't do history last time, but we did DNA, we are getting ready to do history. <laughs> History. Go ahead and play the history song. Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. All right, a couple things that are important. Today is Mechanical Pencil Day, which for my wife is enormously important because... She is just like constantly using, I mean, we've bought like 10 mechanical pencils from, from Amazon the last like year and a half. It's just like, she's just always doing this. She'll draw and she'll do this. It's just like, it's so important for her. Like for me, it's like, uh, number two pencil. <laughs> it's 
That's all I'm going to say. It's National Graham Cracker Day. I'm loving that. I love I like graham crackers because you can't have a good s'more without a graham cracker. See? Ah. Uh, it's Constitution Day, which is the day that would follow July 4th. It's Workaholics Day. Does that mean that everybody's working on the 5th as a workaholic? <laughs> I find that hard to believe. And then it's National Apple Turnover Day. And why did the apple turn over? I don't know, but I ate it. <laughs> you don't know, but you ate it. The apple turned over because it saw the jelly roll. Oh, come on! So long. Uh, it's as old as when the Dead Sea was still sick. Okay, here we go. Uh, 1687, Isaac Newton described the law of gravity. By the way, he did not discover the law of gravity. It was there. Okay. <laughs> he just described it. Uh, 1865, Salvation Army is founded. 1865, same day, speed limits for automobiles are imposed in England. It's got to be something about that. Uh, 1954, rock and roll is born when Elvis records That's All Right. 1954. And then uh, this is the big one. A lot of people won't believe it, but just this is absolutely true, and I have pictures for it. Uh 1975, Arthur Ashe beat Jimmy Connors in Wimbledon, okay? This is in April, March, April. In January, Arthur Ashe was at Doral Country Club playing Lionel Spoon, that's my dad, and David Spoon was the ball boy. How about that? What do you think of them apples? That ought to tell you how much money my parents really had right there. Right? The same year Arthur won Wimbledon, that's the same year I was a ball boy for my dad and Arthur Ashe. And then Arthur was really nice. He wanted to spot my dad two games. My dad was like, no. It's like, that's kind of like my family. Might be a good Who won? Arthur won. <laughs> I mean, I loved my dad in his tennis playing, but he didn't have a chance. <laughs> Just not a chance. And and he said, I'm not kidding. He said, don't hold back. It's like, yeah. Yes, yes, my mom paid for the whole. Uh, it's just, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, so that's that. We'll just move on to there. Uh, I thought you guys might find that interesting. True or false? In the Old Testament days, spies were usually sent out before starting a battle. The way to really define that is to think about Moses and Numbers and then Joshua. Book of Joshua. That'd be a way for you to figure out what the answer is, okay? And if you know, I should probably tell you how to get a hold of us, 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. Okay. Second Kings chapter 14, verse 10 uh, through 11. This is kind of a funny just because we were talking about Arthur Ashe winning and stuff. Uh, enjoy the wind, but don't sin. That's the name of this one. Enjoy the wind, but don't sin. Okay? 2 Kings 14.10. You, you have indeed defeated Edom, and you have become overconfident. Enjoy your glory and stay at home. Why should you stir up such trouble uh, that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. This is Amaziah and Joash, okay? These two kings, right? Amaziah won this big war. He was fighting. Not with Joash, with another group, just different people. Okay? Won a victory. Cool. What he then did was thought, I just won. I'm a winner. I'm the victory. I know how to do it. I can do it. And then he decided he would pick a fight. So Amaziah picked a fight with Johash. 
because he was feeling very arrogant, very powerful. Now, let's understand something. He won the war. He won a victory. He won this victory against this other group. And you are allowed to celebrate and enjoy the victories the Lord gives you. I encourage you to do that. You're allowed to celebrate, not gloat. You're allowed to celebrate, not gloat. And so Joash tells, Joash tells him, you shouldn't really pick a fight with me. You should stay home because you won that and, you know, you got that uh, win and now you're like uh, getting arrogant because you have a victory. Here's my uh, response to this as a person who reads this passage and knows it has application to me. We should try not to create new problems by being overconfident and stepping into realms we should not step into. In other words, you can have a victory over something and then watch pride swell like a, like a, a geyser, like a Old Faithful. I mean, it's just because for those that will remember the experience, this is kind of what happened to Peter after he had that most most monumental victory ever, saying, who do people say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's like, wow, great job, Peter, wow. Next portion of the text. Peter starts rebuking Jesus. Hey, you know what? You should have just stayed home. <laughs> you just have stayed where you were. You shouldn't have stepped up, so to speak. You should have let that go. And so that's what happens is we get confident, and there's nothing wrong with being confident, and we celebrate, and there's nothing wrong with celebrate, celebrating, and then we gloat. And therein, right there, that's the open door that Satan goes, ding, right in. I have had this happen not once, not twice, but 10,000 times in 43 years. <laughs> Victory, yes, got it, yes, keep it going, wow, I can do anything, bammo. <laughs> it's just like that's right there. That's where it stops. And it's not to say you don't celebrate your victories. Of course you celebrate your victories. It's to say that even in those victories, they come about by the grace of God, and there's no strength or power you have to fight against Satan on your own or your flesh on your own or, quite frankly, even the world on your own. This is why there needs to be this, yay, celebrate, enjoy the glory, stay home, leave it alone. Instead of, I'm feeling pretty, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. It's time to expand my uh, territory. It's just like, nah. So, th when Amaziah did not listen, he got defeated. You know what that pride correction did? It took away from the victory that he had prior. That's that's kind of like a. That's the thing you got to watch. Like, the Lord will guide you. He'll answer a prayer. He'll direct you. But if you step up into this arrogant zone, you will find out that you can't stay there because the Lord won't let you. Because he opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. But, but opposing, just so you can know, it means to fight against. You're not just fighting against the enemy at that point. You're fighting against God because God doesn't like pride. Just ask him. <laughs> It's like, not only is it all through the book, it's just like, it's all in our lives. He doesn't like that when we do that. That's a bad call. You see what I'm saying? So the wisdom is to enjoy the win, but don't sin. 
Again, the test, you have indeed defeated Edom and you have become overconfident. Enjoy your glory and stay at home. Why should you stir up such trouble that you fall? You and Judah with you. But Amaziah, Amaziah would not listen. Just too arrogant to hear. That's another thing. I, I got to say this really. You, always be a learner. Never be so arrogant you think you know. You don't know. I don't know at all. I've studied for years. Degree this, degree. Nah, I don't know. There's a ton of people smarter than me, and most of them don't have degrees. I'll just say that for sure. And it's true, right? I think most of you guys know that's true. Give Lewis the props. He goes, that's why I don't fix anything at home. <laughs> that's, that's a good line right there. <laughs> that's a lot of wisdom right there. I like that. I'll have to use that in the future. I don't want to fix that. Uh, true or false, in the Old Testament days, spies were usually sent out before starting a battle. Yes, true. Absolutely true. Joshua sent out spies. Moses sent out spies, 12, I believe. Uh, and it's like, yeah, of course, check out the terrain. Know what's going on. Just don't come back with a bad report like those other guys did and then get themselves in a lot of trouble because they slandered the land of the Lord. That was a dumb idea. Don't do that. All right, so good uh, re re-entry show. I hope it was a blessing for you. Here's the big thing I'm going to say as we exit out. Don't let the world drain you of your faith. In your soul, put your hope in God. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.